SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on your radio tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Coming your way for the next half hour. Non-stop sporting action and lots to get through tonight as well. Big football match taking place at the Mordelang Stadium. Bafana Bafana in action in an international friendly against Zambia this evening. They'll be brimming with confidence following their 2-0 victory over Nigeria at the weekend. We'll chat to Dwayne Delocky. He'll preview the game for us. He's at the stadium. We'll also be hearing from the brand new Cape Town City boss Benny McCarthy being handed the reins uh, as the new coach taking over from Eric Tinkler and uh, we'll hear from him and uh, the chairman of the club as well they've got a long history between the two of them we'll uh, chat to, to both of them this evening so make sure you stay tuned for that and that's probably the biggest news story of the day Benny McCarthy being announced at that press conference today in other domestic football news Kaiser Chiefs have confirmed the appointment of former captain Patrick Mabedi as their new assistant coach and in international football news, Spanish prosecutors have filed a lawsuit against Real Madrid star Cristiano Ronaldo for alleged tax fraud of £13 million between 2011 and 2014. In rugby news, it's not good news for the junior Springboks. I can tell you they went down to England by 24 points to 22 in their semi-final of the Under-20 World Championship a short while ago. The British and Irish Lions lost uh, another tour game on their tour of of New Zealand this morning to the Highlanders by 23 points to 22 at the Forsyth Bar. Meanwhile, it was announced today that Springbok fly-off Andre Pollard will join the SAA squad in Johannesburg on Sunday as a replacement for Francois Fenter. And in domestic rugby news, Stormers fly-off Jean-Luc Duplessis will undergo hip surgery this week. That means he's out for the remainder of the year. There was some good news for the Stormers, though. Scurran, Tabeni, Dan Duplessis, Reynard Alstad and Steph DeVitt will all return to full training next week. In cricket news, A.B. de Villiers will lead the Proteas in the upcoming three-match T20 series against England, starting on the 21st of June. John John Smuts, Andile Falcuayo, Mangaliso Moshetle and Dane Patterson who were also named in that 16-man squad. And in golf news, if media reports are to be believed, Tiger Woods has entered a rehabilitation clinic that following his arrest for driving under the influence. Also coming up on tonight's show, if you've been around social media for the last few days, you may have seen a post uh, doing the rounds, an open letter to the Proteas. We've got the author of that letter with us in studio tonight as well. We'll be talking about it. It really struck a chord with me and we tracked him down. We stalked him on Twitter and we managed to get him into our studio here in Seaport. We'll be chatting to him a little bit later on in the show. But uh, up first, we'll be previewing uh, the football with Dwayne DeLocker next. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, there's big football to look forward to this evening. Muraleng Stadium as well. Bafana Bafana in action in an international friendly against Zambia. And they'll be brimming with confidence following their historic win this past weekend in Uyo uh, against Nigeria. 2-0 the margin of victory. Fantastic performance uh, by Stuart Baxter Chargers uh, with his first match in charge. Tonight will be his second after taking over the reins uh, for the second time. We join now by the host of the PSL radio show Second Jalot, Dwayne DeLocker, who is at the Muraleng Stadium. Dwayne, welcome. Welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for, for joining us. Nice to nice to catch up once again. Yeah, Brad, good to talk to you again. Dwayne, looking looking ahead to tonight's game before we get on to the teams, the, the vibe in the stadium must be pretty exciting, particularly after this weekend's performance. Yeah, I think there's a great deal of confidence going around. South Africa is certainly looking to build on that. There's uh, 
there's a, there's a sense of uh, great spirit and just the singing, dancing, the smiling faces that we've seen as they arrive. Uh, there are a couple of injured players, a couple of hobbling players, including Keegan Dolly, which is a little disappointing to see. Thankfully, it's, uh, it's, it's off-season now, effectively, four players. You'll be heading towards the European pre-seasons in a short while and uh, local pre-seasons in a, in a few weeks' time. Uh, except for Super Sport and Pirates players, of course, they'll be back uh, in, in camp for the Medbank Cup final to be played on the 24th. But the, the overall sense of, of confidence in the, in the team is sky high, and that's something that I think Stuart Baxter not only wants to uh, keep around, wants to build on with a, a victory over Zambia. In, in a sense, both these sides are going to be involved in the Kusafa Cup that are going to be played in the northwest province uh, next month. And it's an opportunity for Zambia in particular to, to familiarize themselves with a stadium that is going to host half of the fixtures effectively. It's going to be shared in the northwest province between World Buffalo King Sports Palace and, uh, and Muddling Stadium where we are tonight. But I think for both these sides, it's an opportunity to uh, test the waters with a few of the players who are likely to be doing duty in the Tisafa Castle Cup. Well, looking forward to that. Dwayne, Stuart Baxter mentioned yesterday on his arrival back in South Africa we could see some changes in personnel. Uh, as far as the lineup goes, you mentioned a couple of injuries. How, how are we looking for tonight? What's the, what's the lineup looking like? Yeah, indeed. Uh, I think he has gone for a useful side. It's, it's great to see Revolta Castillo is uh, back in the starting lineup, a very useful eye, Cape Town defender who is uh, still being chased by many European clubs. Uh, Lorenzo Godinho of Kaiser Chiefs, the 23-year-old Chiefs man, is uh, earning a debut tonight. So too is Aubrey Ngoma of Cape Town City, who will be starting alongside his, uh, his club teammate, Liverpool Manyama, which is a very exciting link-up for national team duty. So I think the ideal platform as well for Stuart Max to test them on the international stage together. Um, so playing with perhaps uh, a few unfamiliar players and their teammates around them, but their link-up play together has been superb. They are great friends off the field. They, they, they have such an understanding on the field, and I, I just want to see what this combination is going to do. Of course, there are nine other players on the pitch, besides from Roma and Manyama, but they are an exciting duo to watch when they, when they link up and uh, play in tandem. Percy Tao came off the bench and scored within a minute uh, of making his way off the bench for the, uh, the first goal scorer to Kelo Rantia over the weekend against uh, Algeria and Uyo. He finds himself in the starting lineup for only the second time in his international career, and uh, Kermit Erasmus gets an opportunity to start up front for uh, South Africa again. Tiana Mabunda and Andy Lejale are going to be holding it down in the in the middle of the park. They're the two uh, central midfielders for Stuart Baxter tonight. They'll be guarding a, a four-man defense. These Abu Bakr Mubarak start on the right. Suso Santi, who's just uh, come through a very successful season with Budapest Bits. This is a player who uh, less than a year and a half ago was playing in the National First Division. Uh, is now a league champion and is playing in the uh, national side. He earned his third cap tonight. And then uh, his goalkeeper at club level, Darren Keith, of Pittsburgh's starting goal uh, ahead of Iguila Gure uh, tonight. So that's the fun of a final lineup. Uh, it, effectively, it's wholesale changes that have been made by, uh, by Stuart Baxter, but an opportunity then for uh, a team of very talented people to, to prove what they can do on an international stage. In a, a, perhaps not a competitive environment, but indeed against a competitive team. Zambia are never easy opponents. Yeah, and they're not going to be easy tonight, Dwayne. They, they lost on the weekend, uh, surprisingly, I think, and they'll, they'll have a point to prove tonight. And, and uh, even though, like you say, it's a, it's a friendly fixture, I think, I think they'll come out guns blazing tonight. Yeah, I don't think you can ever discount Zambia. Zambia have got a, a very, very big rivalry with South Africa. They have done for the longest time. And when you talk about comparing Kasafa nations, along with uh, Zimbabwe, both Zambia and South Africa won the Kasafa Castle Cup, as it's uh, now called uh, four times. They are 
They are uh, the joint highest uh, winners of this competition over the years. Uh, plenty of pride at stake between these two countries. But Zambia, you can never take for granted. But Winston Chirenda, the coach of Zambia, he's come out and he's explained that he wants to see a uh, younger team. He wants to see uh, Zambia rebuilding. He knows the players like Collins Masuwe, Kennedy and Mwene, who are both South African-based and uh, very familiar to South African opponents. He knows what they can do. He knows that they can give him on an international stage. It's in an international setup. But what he wants now is to, to blood a few youngsters, give them an opportunity, especially in light of, of Zambia's recent run to the quarterfinals of the of the FIFA Under-20 World Cup. He wants to believe in as many youngsters as he possibly can. He wants to see if he can uh, take a few domestic league players and get them to play and perform at international level. I think that's the, the aim from Yorenda tonight. So he did say after the match against Mozambique that it was disappointing to, to lose, but he does bring some confidence and fresh, hungry players to South Africa to play in uh, a match that he too is, is called effectively a warm-up match. The only uh, player that he's brought uh, that, that played in that match against Mozambique is the power dynamo striker Fuyo Tembo. Uh, he wasn't released. All the South African-based players, Chinese-based players, no playing in the Captain Federation Cup and, and Champions League for their respective clubs being released by Zambia. So it effectively means only one of the players of this duty against Mozambique has traveled to South Africa. But I can tell you that he is not going to be playing tonight. He's not even in the match day 18. But what he does do is Fuyo Tembo, is, he's going to be explaining the international setup and just trying to uh, serve as a, a, as, as a guide to, to what it's like to compete at international level for a few Zambian youngsters who are getting the opportunity to have a first international cap tonight as well. Well, it should be a great match of football. Uh, Dwayne, enjoy it. So we look forward to uh, hopefully another positive result for Bafana Bafana. Thanks for your time this evening. Much appreciated. We'll chat to you again on Thursday here on uh, the PSL Radio Show Second Jalo. I look forward to it. I look forward to reporting on South Africa extending their 18-match unbeaten run to 19, which, Brad, is the longest of any African side currently on the continent. So great to see. Are you afraid of some animal or challenge and want us to help you overcome it in a fun-filled way? Well, Matthias and myself invites you to join us on a fun-filled adventure that might also cure your fear and change your world. You don't have to be young, fit, or even strong only want to live a little. Go to www.sabc2.co.za and you could partake in our next authentic adventure. Join us this week on Top Billing as Nico meets the leading ladies in the blockbuster The Mummy. Italian foodie Francesca Santi makes her toffee in a river. Every day feels like Father's Day to Miss S.A. Demi Lee's dad, Benny Peters. And if rugby is seven-star Damba Ulengo's passion, his son is his life. That's Top Billing, Thursday night at 8.30 on SABC3. The stage is yours. Russian cities will turn upside down when the continental champions battle it out in the FIFA Confederations Cup 2017. From 17 June to 2 July, there's never a dull moment when the world stars meet. SABC Sport will warm you this winter with the live action on your favorite SABC radio station and SABC TV channels. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport for the love of the game. It is a battle of champions. SAFM Sports Wrap.
You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader, and you might be thinking I'm pulling an Australian on myself tonight because uh, we're out of the ICC Champions Trophy, so we're just not talking cricket. The truth of the matter is uh, there's not a match happening today. That's why we haven't been giving reports. Uh, they return tomorrow, so Johan LaRue uh, will join us once again. But I did want to talk uh, particularly about the Proteas performance. We haven't spoken about it yet with last night being uh, the football show. And uh, I didn't want to do the same old, same old analysis as we always do when we crash out of tournaments like this. And something uh, popped up on my Facebook timeline today. It was a a blog post that uh, piqued my interest, and I I gave it a read, and it just really resonated with me. And it was uh, an open letter to the Proteas written uh, by someone called Brett Fish Anderson. And the blog to get to, if you want to read it, is brettfish.co.za. We'll tweet it out from uh, SAFM uh, accounts as well. You can uh, have a read. If you're a South African cricket fan and you have been for many years like I have, uh, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Brett, thanks for, for popping by our studio tonight. Thanks for, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Brett, you're still wearing the Proteas shirt, uh, so you're still a fan, but you're bitterly disappointed like the rest of us, aren't you? I'm wearing my 438 shirt as as a reminder or as an injection of hope. Um, because, I mean, one, the main premise of, of the blog was that I'm upset that I'm not upset. Um, because going into the tournament, um, we felt so flat. There was no expectation. They looked flat on the field. I should be upset. Normally, normally something like this would put me into kind of a depression, at least for the day, and kind of a semi-depression for the next week. This thing I could talk about five minutes later because it felt like a thing that happened. Like, oh, oh well, we knew it was going to happen. They didn't look like they wanted it. Um, hashtag Prodia Fire. Don't know what that means. The advertising is really cool, but we need to see it on the field. And so it really didn't feel like it's not close games. It's not like the 1992 England game. It's not like the New Zealand Grant Alien taking it away from us. It's just they kind of didn't show up. It, it felt like they didn't show up. You can't accuse us of choking because we didn't even take a bite of the meal, in a sense. Yeah, Brett, I couldn't agree anymore. And, and I, I think you sum it up there where you, 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 you're upset that you're not upset. And I think many of us feel that way. And, and I felt that way on, on Sunday, particularly where... It, it got to the point where it's like, you know what, we almost expect it nowadays, and we don't want that. I mean, we, we were talking off-air about some of the, the great South African cricketers that have, have put on the green and gold and, and the fight that they've put up. And you talk about, and you, you mentioned in your blog post as well, that 1992 Cricket World Cup uh, with, with John, John T. Rhodes running out, Inzaman Ulhak, and the, the, I remember literally as a kid, as a, as a young teenager, sitting watching as the scoreboard counted down as the rain fell in Sydney. Uh, crying my eyes out because I thought this was our World Cup. And and I just get the feeling now that, that these guys, it's, it's almost about the money. Do you get that feeling as a, as a cricket fan that it's, it's more important to be playing IPL and, and getting those sort of contracts than representing your country? Um, it's hard to say. It's hard to really judge someone without um, kind of knowing them and knowing the process they're going through. I think it's very complicated at the moment because there are all those things happening. Um, I think the A-B decision to choose these series and not choose those, at the time, it was something that made me uncomfortable. But having given it more thought, it really should be something that's unacceptable. And and I think it should be okay for cricketers to choose maybe one form of cricket. So they're going to play all the test matches because maybe time and families, all those kind of things. But if you are representing South Africa, you need to represent South Africa. And and I think this pick-and-choosing thing, if AB's doing it, what, what culture is that giving to people in the team? Are other people bummed by that? Is there a rift? I don't know. Um, but it just it just feels like the players that I, th- I think individually, most of the players we've got at the moment, um, Rabada, um, AB, Faf, we've seen them fight. We've seen them even, um, JB, JB Dumini, um, the proverbial, should he stay or should he go? Like we've seen them like slog it out. And, mm. and so we know they can do it. And I think that's worse. If, if these were useless cricketers or cricketers that really didn't care, 
Like, it, it wouldn't matter. But these are guys, we know they can do it. They've just finished their longest string of, of victories for a long time or whatever. And, I mean, I was thinking of that on the way over here. We whitewashed Australia. We whitewashed Sri Lanka. We beat New Zealand in series on the way here. And all three of those teams are headed home. So maybe we were playing the wrong teams in the build-up. <laughs> um, but, but 12 games in a row or whatever it was. Yeah. It's like, number one, we had the number one and number two bowler. We had four of the top ten batsmen. Like, on paper, we should be walking it. And... I don't think it's overconfidence. I don't know what it is. It just feels like on the day they they're not showing up. Um, but as a as a really bad sportsman, I play hockey and I used to play table tennis, things like that. Like any game I get into, even if I'm bad or whatever, like you still give it your your best. Mm. I don't understand the thing of of playing a game and not trying to win. Like whatever the extenuating circumstances are, and if you're playing for South Africa, you'd think that must ramp out like a thousandfold. The Oaks that have signed over to Colpat back in England because they couldn't get there. They're guys that didn't take that option. I yeah. think someone like Mornay Morkel, who had an excellent tournament, he, he's never been like totally one of my favorite players or whatever. But if you saw the effort that he made to get back, and if you saw the commitment he put into the tournament, and kind of the, the results that he was producing, and um, guys, even Dumini chose not to go to the IPL so he could focus on the Champions League. And, and I've never been kind of the biggest Dumini fan, but, but that's the kind of thing we want to see. People that are saying actually playing for South Africa is is the highest thing but when I get on that field Proteafi like Proteafi is a great slogan it's been hard to get behind a team called the Proteas because they run to flowers <laughs> but but the idea of Proteafi was amazing it said like we're going to do this we're going to go to the end we're going to fight for it and we're just not seeing that so yep. so that is the thing that makes it makes it hard and we were speaking off air about it like the New Zealand game in the last World Cup like they went for it they were, the team on the day was better we lost that's okay yep. I don't mind us losing but I do like it, it hurts me when it feels like we're not showing up or when we're just not caring or whatever it is yeah absolutely and I, I think of the last where Graham Smith and, and the team lost and, and he he sent the team home to, to face the fire, and he ended up going to Ireland, that whole story. And listening to the post-match press conference with A.B. de Villiers, I'm not saying that A.B.'s leaving the team out to dry, but I just don't get that sense that there's a passion in, in A.B. at the moment to, to be playing for, for, for the country. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. I think he's one of the best to, to play, and, and he should be playing, but, and I want him playing for us. Yeah. But I've I, I just I got a sense of apathy in that in that. that, that as much as we're disappointed, you'd th they're probably hurting more. Is is he the right guy to be leading the Proteus? It, I mean, it feels it feels like so many people are saying Faf should be leading, and, and I know that's easy gut jerk reaction after these things. But I think I don't know that many of us expected Faf to be a good leader. But I think the results that he's produced, or just watching him on the field and just seeming to be quite commanding when he's there, um, I think a lot of people would feel a lot more secure if he was in charge. Um, that AB interview that that did make me sad because because it's so it's so defeated but it didn't feel like the defeated depressedness of we just lost a game it's like I'm going to be captain I'm I knew I was the best captain for this event and the last one I mean that doesn't help AB we lost this event we mm. lost the last one like tell us tell us you're going to make a difference tell us you're going to work harder um, I read something and I don't know how true this is I think it was on Quick Info that there was an optional practice and. Um, it was Dwayne Olivier and Dwayne, Dwayne Pretorius and um, it was like the three guys that weren't playing in the team with the only ones that pitched up like I don't want to hear that I want to hear optional practice happening in the rain and the whole team pitches up because we lost against Pakistan we can't do the same against India so that's where like little moments of that that mm. feel like the driver's lost or, or, or the passion is missing or whatever and hopefully it's a short thing I feel like 
it wasn't so long ago when, when the passion was there, when we were com- making big comebacks. Um, the games in Australia, I feel like there were some amazing performances happening. These are the guys, clearly, they're the guys that can do it. They're in the rankings. But we need them to gel as a team, and we need to see them really just putting it together on the field. I hate to bring up the C word. You used it in one of your tags on your blog, uh, the word choke. Is, is it a case of that? Is it that we just can't handle the pressure at these big tournaments? I've never, I've never used the word choke before that occasion. Like, I really haven't, and I've had lots of fights with people. I'm prolific on social media. I fight with people often about more important things. But, <laughs> but people that call us chokers, like, every time I defended the Proteus time and time and time again, there's other reasons, and oh, I could go into it all. But that, that game against England where we needed seven runs in the last over, yep. and Morris and um, I think it was Miller yeah. were scoring at... Nine, ten runs and over each, and I haven't looked back at it, but I imagine every single over leading up to that over, they were scoring more than seven because their run rates were so high, and so it just needed another normal over. It just needed them to carry on doing what they'd been doing. Morris, I mean, Miller for about 60 runs, Morris for 30, and, and they couldn't get seven runs. And that is the first time that I've, I've, I've gently, sadly, um, pulled out the word choke and put it down, because only only a mental thing could have stopped that over. I think Morris was trying too hard. He was swinging for the boundary or whatever. Um, seven runs in an over when, when they're going at way over that. Like, they just do another over like you've been doing. But because it's the last over and because it's the victory in store. And so maybe maybe that series deflated them leading into, into the Champions Trophy. I don't know. I don't know. But... I don't think um, in the trophy it was a case of choking because I don't think we got close enough to really choke. To you and yeah, to like you said uh, earlier, to to take a bite and, and and get there. But Brett, thanks for popping by. I really do appreciate it. If you want to read that blog once again, I will tweet it out from my personal account at Big Brad Brown. We'll also do it from the SAFM accounts as well. Uh, do yourself a favour. If you're a Southern cricket fan, just go and read it. I think you'll definitely resonate with uh, what Brett has, has written there. Uh, it's brettfish.co.za is uh, the website to get to. Coming up next, we're going to hear from the brand new Cape Town City Manager Benny McCarthy. Calling all the courageous hashtag characters, Fridays at 7pm, who aren't afraid to be tested through comedy. Those who have a game plan, Thursdays at 11am, and want to sharpen their entrepreneurship knowledge. Who want to be challenged on perspective and see the world from another point of view. RSVP, Dare to Change, Fridays at 8.30pm. And those who need the motivation to always be the best versions of themselves. Tune into It's Gospel Time, Sundays at 9 p.m. For game-changing family entertainment during May and June. Choose SABC2. It all seemed like an impossible dream to own one's face. Through the odds, the youth of 1976 broke the barriers and proved that no dream is too big to attain. Our future looms larger than our past. We bring change. We break the rules that make the rules. The spirit of the youth of Mzanti lives on. We are the voice of our generation. This is our time. SABC One, live and TV are one. Hashtag on your space. Zanti for sure. The winner from South Africa 2017 is Lee Now Peters. He nearly did it like Proverbs. Nearly, nearly, but not quite. (laughs) When you heard that announced, tell me that for a second. Oh my goodness. I don't know how to describe the feeling you get when you see a childhood dream Mm. become a reality. You all make promises and you know that, right? Yes. What what, what is like your big promise? I will do what if I become a South African? 
So the one thing I said is that I will give of myself unconditionally and I will be there for my people. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship. I've got my degree in business management and entrepreneurship. And what I'd like to do is I want to help women in South Africa to better their businesses, to get them on the right track, to connect them with the right people in order for their businesses to grow and hopefully for them to be able to employ more people to tackle the unemployment rate of South Africa. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favorite. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. On to some football now. Cape Town City have announced that Bafana Bafana legend Benny McCarthy is the new head coach of the club. After Eric Tinkler's departure to Supersport United last week, John Kamitis wasted no time in finding his replacement and announced McCarthy at a press conference earlier today. This is McCarthy's first head coach role, having previously worked as an assistant in Belgium with St. Traden. Kamitis says he's delighted to be able to welcome South Africa's most successful footballer into their family and believes that giving McCarthy his first coaching job is a risk worth taking. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. He He's unsurpassed when it comes to his achievements. And uh, everybody needs a break. And uh, we have uh, the courage to, to believe that we can do that for Benny. And uh, we have the infrastructure and the back uh, support to ensure that he succeeds. If you look at Benny's character and you see how he steps up to the plate when it's a big, uh, big match, um, I think he thrives on proving people that he's capable at the highest level. And this is what PSL is about. You've got to come out against the big guns on an ongoing basis and have the arrogance and, and belief in yourself that you will succeed. He's got a great team behind him. And if they continue where they left off, I'm quite excited about the possibilities. I think it's a clear indication that what we say is what we do. And uh, we made that very clear at the outset. This is Cape Town City. And... Uh, it's the, the club that will represent the city for many years to come and we need to have it branded with Cape Townians. McCarthy reunites with Kamitis after two decades having previously played at Cape Town Spurs before moving on to his illustrious European career. The 39-year-old says he's grateful for the opportunity and thanks Kamitis for taking the risk in hiring him. I'm overwhelmed to be honest and, and just extremely grateful for the opportunity because not many people would gamble would, would, would take such a risk, such a gamble on a guy that's been pretty remarkable, had a remarkable football career, but that knows absolutely nothing of coaching because I've never been in this situation. So for that, I'm, 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 I'm honoured and privileged that I've been given the opportunity, that I've been gambled on. So now it's a question of me working as hard as I can to try and, 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 and repay the debt that these people enhance in me. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited and extremely nervous as well because you never know. A lot of things can happen if things don't go accordingly to how you hoped it would. So that, that, that thought is also in the back of my mind that it's a business where you know you have to take risk and, and you have to you have to take take a gamble somehow and, and sometimes it pays off sometimes it don't and, and in this case like I, how I know myself I think it's a, it's a risk that's going to benefit the club and obviously pays off for me McCarthy says he has the self-belief to do the job and he's confident that he will be successful in his new role I have to because when I look in the mirror I don't see nobody else 
patting me on the back and saying that I can. It's only me that I, that I see in the mirror. So, of course, I have the self-belief and I trust myself and I trust uh, my work ethic and, 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 and what I can give. And I think, and it's mainly just of what I've experienced, what I've achieved as a player, to be able to relate to these younger guys now, what to say to them in certain difficult circumstances, because I think they will take to that because they know somewhere down the line I've been in a situation as a player as that, so they'll be a little bit more open to listening to me, so I hope that I'm going to be able to use that influence and that my playing career to pass on to them to, to succeed, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm very confident in myself, and I'm very sure that I'm going to have the respect and the trust of the players to eventually go out there and, and, and to want to achieve exactly the same goals as I do. While there have been many who've said that he may not be ready yet, McCarthy says he's ready to prove them wrong, and his doubters will help motivate him to succeed. Yeah, of course, you know, my life my life is always about um, knowing what I can do, my capabilities, the levels that I can reach, but also just to throw a little hand grenade to the direction of people that doubt you. But it's life, you know, you have, you have, you have to uh, live with that. But yeah, um, I always love to prove my haters, my doubters wrong. You know, so I think when you hear those kind of things, it just makes me a bit more determined to work a little bit extra harder, to do a little bit better, to just so I can just shut them all up. So it's it's one of those. So so they are actually a bit part of my inspiration. What drives me to just give it to them with a coke and a smile. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you very much to all our guests this evening. Dwayne DeLocker at the Modelling Stadium. Good luck to Bafana Bafana tonight as well. Let's hope we can make it two from two in uh, just a few days. Fantastic win on the weekend in Uyo. Let's hope we can do it again uh, against Zambia tonight. Also, thanks to Brett Fish, who uh, popped into the studio to talk about uh, the Proteas and the fallout from uh, them losing in their last pool match of the ICC Champions Trophy. That uh, blog to get to once again, if you'd like to read that open letter to the Proteus cricket team is brettfish.co.za I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on uh, PM Live and then SAFM Sports Wrap returns tomorrow evening as well make sure you tune in then, we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning though on AM Live with Janet Witten, thank you very much for listening if you have any comments or questions uh, what you can do is email executive producer at sports uh, on sport at safm.co.za that's the email address, you can also reach out to us on social media across the various platforms at SAFM Radio is where you can find us, I'm personally at Big Brad Brown and I look forward to chatting again tomorrow night, thank you very much to my producer Siobhan Chetty this evening coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo but before then it's time for your news it is 7 o'clock